Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe fan podcast. This is episode 209, and today we'll be talking about Lars's head. I'm GC13. And I'm Isabel. So Lars, this is this is the last we see of Lars before he's an infamous space pirate. Yep, and of course, like we said before, wish we could have seen all that stuff that happened off screen, but it is what it is. Maybe they're saving it for the spinoff. We can hope. That would be nice. Like a spinoff of all that all that stuff. Oh, oh, you know what they could do? They could make a game out of it. <gasps> Ooh, yes. Good, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Lars of the Stars. It even has a great name. Yes. Uh, learn, learn how Lars went from being a pink zombie to a pink zombie space pirate. I would like that. They, they could probably actually make a mod for an existing pirate game for that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Hmm. But that that is that is neither here nor there. That is the future. The ding dong sunshine future. Or wait, I'm sorry, that was Amethyst. But it's still the future. So I do I do think it's cute. The one time Pad Paracha is almost in sync with everybody is when it's time to step back after Steven says to step back. She's only like a second behind them there. Right. <laughs> Everything else, she's waiting until, like, long after the event has happened, like a minute or so. But, hmm. Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat a criticism of Steven I had before. It's like, dude, your people are waiting over there to find out what happened. Just grab a bag of chips. Why are you making yourself a sandwich? Like Steven making himself a sandwich? What? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The, then he eats it with the life is beautiful face, and then he makes <laughs> Lars a sandwich too. Right. I mean, at, at least, at least he made Lars one too. At least he didn't hog all the sandwich to himself. That's true. Being selfless like that. Such a nice guy. Although, again, they bring back some of the needless verbosity. They did it in Stephen Floats, and they did it again here. Oh no, it's it's not like a wormhole. It's actually like a wormhole, except in more words. Yeah. I mean, all you had to say, Stephen, was basically, yeah. There. So much easier. Did you like seeing how strong Stephen was? Oh, yes. It even impressed uh, Rutile and Road Knight, so. Yep, they're both pushing on the massive boulder, and, you know, they're barely budging, and then Stephen comes along, scoots it right, right on its way. Uh, Fluorite doesn't even have a chance to make it there. Hmm. I'd like to see them having a. See which of them can push harder. Because Caterpillar Grandma looks like she's uh, got some beef to work with. But, you know, Steven has the first Rose Quartz now diamond gem putting in some work. I don't know. I'm just saying, that'd be one heck of a tractor pull. (laughs) Also, speaking of diamond, I'm just wondering how how are the off-colors going to react to Steven telling them that he's actually Pink Diamond? Oh, hey, good news, guys. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to become Diamond of the Off-Colors. Like, that is... Mm. That's a pretty good way to end the series. Like, oh, hey, there's no more animosity towards all these people because we can keep the structure and keep these guys out of our hair and just use Steven is the Diamond of the people who don't like us. Problem solved. <laughs> so everyone who's with the program happily doing their thing... I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think they'll go completely that direction. I think he will have blue and yellow lighten up, like, a whole lot. And then what about white? Oh, boy. She is... We don't know what her deal is. So sure. we have to see how he deals with her. 
I, I like my theory that he's just going to have to hug her until <laughs> she starts having feelings. Uh, but mm, that's my theory. It's a work in progress. But I, I, I will, I do wonder this. How exactly they're thinking, oh, Stephen has to get off world because otherwise they're just going to keep looking for him and that's going to make things really dangerous for us. Well, how are they going to know he got off world if they didn't see him leave? I mean, they saw him go through Lars's head, so... No, the diamonds didn't. The off-colors did. So they're going to have no reason to believe he's gone until they just... I don't know, maybe the implication is that he's so easy to find that... Like, if they don't find him after a little while, they'll just be like, oh, must not be here. I don't know. I, I don't think it works, but obviously it did because they managed to get off Homeworld. Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder, did did Fluorite and everyone else shrink down so they could hide inside his head? Why didn't they stop at Beach City and say hello? They could have got some fry bits. <laughs> you know, paid nine bucks for a plate of tater tots from PD. Because apparently that's how prices work. <laughs> How about just get to Earth, period? <laughs> well, I, I mean, the, the whole thing was they're not going to leave Lars behind. Oh, right. Yeah. But at the very least, they could have stopped by to visit. I, I mean, you know, you're not leaving him alone then. Okay. And plus, heck, why isn't Steven Lars's first mate? You know, he only had to go back to Earth because he would put the off-colors in danger. Now that they're off Homeworld, then he's not putting him in danger, right? But again, spin-off. Cross our fingers. I do wonder if Lars has an appetite, though, or if he is just completely sustained by the magic of the tears. Well, I mean, I guess he can eat when he wants to. I mean, Lion does. Yeah, Lion definitely maintains predatory instincts and is able to eat. But does Lion need to eat? We have no idea. Probably not. I'll tell you, though, I remember when we discussed the whole bomb, Sophia said that Owen Stevens said, oh, I just wish you could talk, Lion. You know, she she was expecting Lion to say, but I can talk, Stephen. And I'm, I imagined that this time, and it is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's not as good as from Three Gems and a Baby when Stephen grabs Pearl's nose, and I just imagine him saying, nice to meet you, Pearl, in a, in a very deep voice. <laughs> But it is it is funny. Yep. Baby, please. I'm trying to talk to Rose. <laughs> uh, this series does have some great lines. And uh, people have latched on to Pedparosh's, What a mystery! Because <laughs> she can see the past. I mean, but... Eh, what about this episode excited you? Um, I guess the fact that Steven was able to go back to Earth through the portal. Like, ooh... Yeah, I think that's the big exclamation point on the episode, the the addition of Lars's tree to the main space. Ah, uh, yes, and also about that tree, I think I think fans have speculated it's the Nara tree, which is the national tree of the Philippines. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want when I when I was watching it again, I'm just wondering, are they is Steven going to like, decorate that with artifacts related to Lars. You know, Rose put all of her stuff on Lion's Tree, but Lars is his own person, so he could decorate Lars's tree with some of Lars's stuff, you know? True. Could leave out an Ube roll. <laughs> or at least a picture of one, I mean. Yeah. I, I don't know if it would go bad in there, because uh, we, we don't know what gas is, is in there. 
Like could be nitrogen or something. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a wind going through it, so there's something in there. Yeah, probably some carbon dioxide for the trees, but not too much. Urgh. Hmm. Don't know. I mean, I, I I don't think this is the kind of question the show would ever answer. You know, what is the chemical composition of the air inside <laughs> Lion's Mane? The writers probably haven't even thought of this at all. It's like, well, it's it's whatever chemical composition it would need to have to have the demonstrated properties. Which would mean the trees are magic and don't produce oxygen. Better not to think about it. It's magic. It's a magical place with magical air that doesn't have oxygen in it. <laughs> That's my official verdict. So, like, also in this episode, we found out about Lion, that he was just the regular Lion the whole time. Yep, he pulled the the mane over our eyes. There goes the Greg's cat theory. Tisk tisk. And what was that theory? The theory from Maximum Overload when Stephen holds up the cat carrier. Seriously, when did you even have a cat? That Greg used to have a cat and Rose turned it into Lion. <laughs> oh. Also, the lion is pink diamond. I liked that theory. That that one was that one was always interesting, especially since you know I believe that Rose was pink diamond. So if lion was pink diamond, that would mean that lion was a loyal quartz in pink diamond's body, which makes it a doubly awesome theory. So I always appreciated that one, even if it's more of a hypothesis than a theory, because I mean we had nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, except for lion's great loyalty to Stephen. Which, again, would make sense if it was a quartz obeying her diamond. Yep. But, I mean, there was the exclamation mark of the discovery of the, you know, of the portal back to Earth. But I I also liked the way they handled the, you know, the crew showing up at the end there. You know, they're frantically off there trying to bring one of the old colony ships back to life so they can get back to homeworld eventually. Like, huh. that's that's pure desperation right there. Like, I do not know on what time scale they think they're getting to Homeworld. Yeah, so when they mentioned dropship, was it like the same dropship of Nephrite and her crew, or...? I'm assuming that it was one of those, but... Again, the only thing that bothers me is when Pearl and Bismuth were talking, she said that a dropship had a cockpit, and that, that would make sense. Dropships are going to be like... They're like a pelican from Halo. They're not huge colony ships like that thing was, where it obviously had a bridge, not a cockpit. So, yeah, I don't know. But at this point, I'm assuming that the thing from Friendship is a is a dropship. Actually, no, I think Yellow even referred to them as dropships in Jungle Moon. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, Pearl's not a pilot, so she really doesn't know these things. I mean, she's a good pilot, but not a professionally trained pilot. She's not up on the lingo. I mean, do you think that avionics book really covered that kind of stuff? Wait, which book? The the book, the advanced avionics book. She uses it in Space Race when explaining, you know, the concepts to Stephen and Greg. And she also, I'm pretty sure it's in A Single Pale Rose as well. You know, just as an Easter egg, something that comes out of her gem when she's trying to summon the phone. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that was just... <sighs> eh. Eh. Again, uh, yeah. Best not to question it. Yeah. Just uh, the... Oh, hi, Stephen. How are we going to... Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always love it when cartoons do that. That That is always an appreciated gag. 
I guess this episode really solidified Lars's, you know, recharacterization, which then in Lars of the Stars, they tried to do take back season when he was mad that Sadie was having fun. But mm. for this episode, it crystallized him as somebody who's much more selfless now, you know, using his second chance to give back to the community and or his liege, Esteban. <laughs> I mean, he even kneels to him like a knight. That's great. I like that. I wonder if Matthew Moyes ever sung Do It For Him. <laughs> that would be awesome. They need to they need to record that and add that to the soundtrack. <laughs> we need to have Lars singing Do It For Him. Yeah, will Lars have a song in this show? Again, he needs a duet with Emerald. Or Sadie. Well, I I was thinking more of a song where he taunts Emerald and Emerald's angry at him. But yeah, a song with Sadie, that that would be more of a heartfelt ballad. Hmm. I mean, they both have larger-than-life characters now. It's awesome. It, It would be great if they each had one verse as Sadie Killer and Lars of the Stars, and then another verse as Sadie Miller and Lars Bariga. Mm. Like, so that that they're pretending, and then they're being real. That'd be nice. I think that would be something that the show would even... Like, that's something the show would like to point out. The the, the mask versus the reality. I guess that's that's kind of why Lars had his little tantrum in Lars of the Stars, to show that, you know, he's still Lars, even though he pretends not to be. Even though he's still kind of Lars-ish, I still like him now. Oh yeah, he's he's grown so much. <laughs> much much better as a human being than he was earlier in the series. Truth. I mean, there everyone's had their arc. Yeah. Except for Petey. Petey didn't really have much of an arc. Yeah. I mean even even Ronaldo's arced more than Petey has. <laughs> well, did you have any more thoughts about Lars's head? Uh I guess how about that part where the off colors they thought that the Earth had been destroyed, based on what they were told. Yeah, to be fair, the Diamonds did think they'd totally nuked all gems on it. So, although I don't know, like, they seemed surprised the plants were still growing there, so I don't, I don't know what the effect of the diamond attack was supposed to be. But, you know, that shield, again, I, I posted that uh, only a diamond can deflect our combined powers, and then shows Rose's troll face from We Need to Talk. <laughs> I mean, oops. I mean, then again, they troll-faced her right back with uh, what the deflection did, so I guess nobody walked away from that one happy. Mm-mm-mm. Poor Biggs. That's okay, Bismuth. Your buddy Biggs will be better. Steven's on Homeworld. It's gotta hug White until she makes it all better. Yep, and then all the diamonds can uncorrupt everyone. Yep. Forever. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking of the ep- ending of an episode of Kids Next Door now with Mr. Fizz opening up all the bottles that he's put all the kids in. It's funny. Okay. You had to have been there. But Mr. Fizz is an awesome villain. So anyway, that's us on Lars's Head. Join us next week, and until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Isabel. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.